What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is another Ludini Rock and Roll Circus Musicians Mastermind with your co-hosts, Carrie uh, J.K. and Joe Freeman and myself, Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. You can always get more information at lulombardirocks.com. Um, today we're talking about deadlines. You know, you've heard the expression, those who set no goals, reach no goals. Goals or deadlines are an important part of any kind of accomplishment. On today's call, we're going to see, discuss the importance of setting realistic deadlines. Um, I would make a distinction, and maybe you guys can chime in, between deadlines and goals. Goals are a little more nebulous in terms of I want to do this and I'm going to get this mm-hmm. done. But I think the deadline, what puts the time table on it like it's got to be done by you know october 1st i'm going to have this thing done correct is that is that what we yeah. would call a deadline right. as opposed to just a goal which is this year i want to accomplish blah 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 deadline is on this date this will happen okay mm-hmm. all right so we got that done uh that's what that is um i will just be very honest i'm going this is going to be a kind of uh, honest time actually i'd th- I like to say that we're honest on all the podcasts <clears throat> right guys um <laughs> but I-, I really struggle with this this is something that is very very difficult for me um so uh it'll be interesting to kind of see what comes out of this all right do you guys have any place you would particularly like to to start with or how do you want to handle it well, I think you've started off with those definitions, which is good, is that the, the, we're talking about two different things here. Your goal overall is where you want to be eventually, your destination that your journey is towards. Your deadlines shouldn't really be, con- shouldn't really be confused at this point with that final destination. This is more like waypoints. Okay. Uh, do we know what I mean by waypoints? Do we need to define you that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Explain like milestones? Yeah. Um Put it this way, like it's, it's like it's like when an airplane sets off on autopilot or whatever, or with someone actually flying it. The pilot will have certain waypoints that they're going to head to. And um, here's this particular waypoint that's just above, uh, uh, I don't know, say, just pick, pick somewhere at random, Anchorage. There's, we're going to be flying above Anchorage at this particular time, and then we're going to go on to wherever the next place is and so on until um, eventually that means that we'll reach the final destination on time, which is when it's going to be time to circle around and land the plane. Um, those, de- those, um, those have to be precise, but it's all in pursuit of getting to this final point. And in our case, if, say your final goal is to... Be in this situation where you have so many people buying, listening to, or buying your record, or it's being played, and this sort of thing. The waypoints are the little steps you have to do to get there. Now, first of all, you have to record the damn thing. If you uh, if you are a musician with no music, then it's a bit hard to move forward. So at some point, you need to have said that I'm going to have this thing recorded by then. Then it's got to go out for mastering, so you've got to focus that in artwork, all the other things that go into putting something together. This is one reason why you'll have a release date that hopefully isn't immediately after you've recorded it. Because there's all sorts of things, all sorts of like polishing things that have to be done 
or things that are preparing to making a product, but also having an actual release date then ahead of that means that you've got time to build the buzz, build the hype, do all the things you need to do to give the thing an actual chance in a very crowded marketplace. Um, but your release date is not your um, deadline for making the thing. Your deadline for making the thing is at least a month ahead of that. Because um, with, all, with all the will in the world, things can happen and you need to make sure that you've got those puppers in there. So there's deadlines we're setting for ourselves as well as hard ones that are actually ones you've advertised. Uh, very rambling way of saying it, but you get my point. Um, okay, so I'm going to play the uh, devil's advocate here <laughs> because I'm and and this these are these are truth. These are things that happened to me. And I so I don't, what do you do though when you feel like everything is too chaotic? Like I feel like I I feel like a lot of things I want to do depend on so many other moving parts and those other moving parts seem to like uh, i don't have any control over it give you example i've wanted to get my band in here to record a new round of songs okay i've been wanting to do it for months we can't get it, it, there's always something you know we we get out we get a few rehearsal we get a few times together we're working on stuff and then like this week somebody's going on vacation another person has a wedding we can't get together you know, I mean, and that's just like one example. There's all, you know what I mean? There's always like a kind of a monkey in the wrench that kind of like shows up, that kind of blows out any way of kind of planning stuff. And then that's just like one example. The other, the other thing, you know, sometimes, uh, but, but I, I'll just use that example. I don't want to get too personal with, and what I mean personal, I don't mean personal with you guys. I mean personal myself. <laughs> um, uh, but it seems like to me, for my life, there's always, it's just too chaotic. There's always something that comes in and blindsides me and says, well, I guess I'm not doing that now. Um, so wh how do you, in a world that's so uh, crazy, or if you, f if you feel like your life like is my, like mine, there's so many variables, how do you do anything well, realistically about deadlines? First, I'd like to tell you that that doesn't just happen to you. It happens to everyone. There's a lot that goes into um, getting things done and organizing um, and achieving a deadline, um, you know, things such as boundaries and balance and other, you know, other stimuli that happens to all of us, you know, and also sometimes we just don't know all the little tasks that have to be done in order to achieve the big task. We don't know all the milestones. So sometimes we do have to adjust our deadlines, but it's, but it's better to have one than not. And it's better to keep pushing forward than to give up. Mm. It helps if you understand where you're coming from. Uh, I'm going to throw a bit of psychology at you here. Now, sometimes I pull out these little matrixes. Bring it on. Right. Um, this here is another book. I'm going to explain this so um, it doesn't matter if no one can see it. Okay. Uh, this, is, this matrix here is um, it's one way of talking about how people might approach tasks. Because different people have different ways. And I've changed the wording slightly. This is how I've ended up using it. In that some people, what motivates them is a product. It's having an actual thing that's finished. Sometimes that's what's called task-motivated um, people. Um, what motivates them is saying, I have now done this thing, I rock. Um, and um, anything that runs up to that is just basically in the way of having the product out there. Whereas some people are more motivated by the journey itself. 
So that's why I've got journey and product on opposite sides of this. Okay. Because uh, some people want to go through the thing of like, um, I'm going to keep on doing this thing, putting one foot in front of the um, other what day after day. And along the way, I will come up with various products. And they're, they're great for marking progress, but it's not what motivates me. So straight away, you want to know if you're in it for the journey or for the product. Okay. Um, just put that information aside for the moment. We'll talk about what to do with it then. The other thing is structured. So it's, it's called structured and unstructured. But I, I, I like to use the word planned and improvised. Like um, some people cannot do anything unless they've got every step of the um, process mapped out and written there. And then they'll go through that as they go through and not deviate from it at all. Everything has to be planned in there. And that is a very structured approach to life. Okay. Um, whereas some, whereas other people are much more reactive. It can't work that way. And I say, this is me, actually. I don't, I, I, I'm not so good working where I've got everything planned out in advance. Whenever that happens, I either abandon it or something happens or I, or, uh, or I throw, it, uh, throw it in the bin the first opportunity because I'm more improvisational. I like to react to things and then create on the fly. So I, so that would put me down here at this end of that matrix. What I'm more, Carrie, I'm more Carrie, improvisational than structured. Carrie, hold on. Time out, brother. Okay, what is that? I'm having a hard time seeing what you're showing, man. What is the, what is the I can see journey and product. What is the top and bottom again? Um, I think my hand, handwriting sucks. Planned and improvised. Planned and improvised, <laughs> Plans and improvised yeah. Planned and improvised. Also known as structured and unstructured. Um, basically, at the top end is people who just want to have everything planned out before they do anything. And at the bottom is people who can't work that way, but instead they um, want to take things as they come and improvise and use their experience to improvise. Okay. Now, what, now, what this means is yet every single person on the planet will be somewhere on this matrix, but not in the same place. So I myself, I'm certainly more improvised. And, and, I, and I'd say probably journey. So I'd probably put myself around here. I like it. I, li I like to be in it for the journey. I've done it the wrong way around. It's products. This is the problem of seeing it backwards on here. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so I, 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 like to, I like to have adventures. I like things that are moving along. And then along the way, I'll make various products, which tick it off. But mostly, I like to sort of like feel like I'm moving forward somewhere. Um, but I'm also very improvisational. So that um, I like to react to things or I like to have an idea and then just go with it. Um, whereas if I go and, and I am over time, I've, I've gradually moved to the point where I've um, started to improve in these areas because that's one of the points of this. Once you know where you are on this, you know where your strengths are and you know where your weaknesses are. And you're always trying to work on your weaknesses while playing to your strengths. Okay. So in, so in that case, over time, I've gradually started to make myself put out more actual products. So that, I, so that I've got a marker for where I've, what I've actually done. And I've also got to the point where I've, um, I'm always planning things out in my notebook. But on the other hand, but I will say as well that my notebook is a very fluid document that often gets ignored. And um, what I'm absolutely certain I'm going to be doing one week will have been chucked in the bin the following week because the things have changed. Now, obviously, as we go... External forces will come into play, which is why structured people who plan out every detail and don't want to deviate from it will have to learn improvisational skills. Because if they don't, then all their structures is just going to go to pot. 
Yeah, I started off my entrepreneurial journey way up there mm. in uh, planned and towards the product area. And I had to learn to start to improvise and enjoy the journey a little mm. bit more and kind of like adjust. Mm. But the, I mean, the, the other way that someone who's very structured might deal with that is to um, then plan all kinds of contingencies. So part of their process when starting out will be to think every single thing that can possibly go wrong and what and um, what am I going to do if that happens? Yeah, but then you end up in a loop of yeah. just planning for months on end. And that's, yeah, and not that's where quick. I was in the very beginning. Mm. Um, so, so, yeah, so, like knowing, so, so knowing how you personally are going to approach any task does help because that means then, knowing then that, at this point, I know that um, left to myself, I will procrastinate and actually releasing a product. I'll often say it's done when it's done. But as we said last week, there comes a time when you actually have to get the damn thing out the door. So um, if you know that that's um, an attitude you're going to find yourself thinking, it's like, a, it's like an alcoholic um, walking past a bar. If you know that it's going to be a problem if you have a drink, then you don't have a drink. But because you know what your brain's going to tell you and you're ready for it. Um, in this case, if I know that I'm going to procrastinate if I can, then I know that I'm going to have to take extra steps to make myself get that product out there and move forward on the project. But, it's, but the, I know to do that because I know that's how I feel. Um, same with structure and improvisation. Improvisation is great, but it won't take you all the way. Because um, if you're too far on the improvisational end of things, it means you've never do it, no any preparation. And... Um, and it all just ends up being a bit too random with no actual forward momentum. So knowing that, there'll be things that I'll make myself do then to go through processes that will structure things. So ultimately, the sweet spot, obviously, is right in the middle where mm. you can do all of it. But I don't think there's anyone in the planet who's directly in the middle of this matrix. I, so I just want to say thank you for sharing that, Kerry, because um, I think... Can you hold that back up one more time, bro? Yeah, sure thing. I appreciate it. Um, I think that reality for me is down where your ex is, but mm -hmm. I think I have been told and that I should be on the opposite corner. That yeah, I should be up there. And I the have more structured and product oriented. And I have a lot of guilt and shame and everything mm -hmm. surrounding this whole topic because I am in that other corner, but I feel like I should be in that uh, uh, upper corner. And um, it has really bothered me. And I've never seen anybody explain it to me. Like, you just made me feel a lot better and a lot more, like, motivated. Because I've <laughs> been very feeling lately, like, just saying, screw it, man. Like, I can't get, mm. I can't get anything done. I'm done. Uh, forget it. But now I understand that, like, there, we all have sort of different styles personal styles of how we like to approach this and there are ways to work in a more sort of fluid journey oriented um what's the bottom thing again uh the bottom uh, thing that was improvised improvised kind of I way mean, the, the classic word is unstructured for unstructured that part of the or improvised kind of way yeah. that can still be uh can still be beneficial, can still allow us to reach a thing. So I did not, I was not aware of that. I was very much in, stuck in a paradigm that like, I'm down here, but I need mm -hmm. to be up here. And what's wrong so, with me beating myself over the head? So that was good talk. Joe, I know you have something, you're, I could tell you have something you have to say. Go ahead. Yeah. So with that grid, and I love that example, Carrie, um, I'm actually up in the top, right? Where you think you want to be. 
And the problem that happens there is I end up with tons and tons of notebooks with all kinds of details written in different ways for different plans of different contingencies that could or could not happen that I want to do someday. You know what I mean? And I break it down into little tasks and I probably have years worth of that kind of stuff. And I can actually sit there and create tasks and feel like I've achieved something. But meanwhile, nothing's getting done. You know what I mean? So I have all those little details planned out. But if I don't learn to be down in the middle and I don't actually say, okay, well, I've got enough detail to get started. You know, at some point I'm going to have to improvise. You know, it's not always just about the product. Sometimes it's, a, it's also about the journey along the way. I'm living a life here. Um, and learn that I can't be up here in the top right. You know, it's better to start there, plan, move towards a goal and a result and a product, and then come back down, get started, and enjoy the journey and improvision along the way. Um, which I think is hard for most of us because we either like we fall in one place or the other. Um, and I think that was your point, right, Kerry? Mm, yeah. We all start, I mean, like everybody, we all have um, our own personalities, our own strengths, our weaknesses, our own way of thinking about things. One size never fits all for anybody. That's one of our points we make. Um, so knowing where you stand from, where your strengths are and how you will approach tasks will help you so much to know then where your weaknesses are and what you've got to work on. Um, Joe, you used a really good word there. Um, that I think flitted past. You used the word guilt. You said you realised um, that you weren't doing a certain thing and then you felt guilty about it. And you're saying that that, st that made you panic so you're even less likely to accomplish what you were meant to be doing in the first place because you felt guilty about it. So that, See, that's I another think... thing is how, how to deal with it once you get that kind of a feeling. Yeah, I think Lou, Lou was the one that mentioned the guilt because he thinks he should be up in the right-hand corner. Me, on the other hand, I look at notebooks upon notebooks and plans upon plans sitting around my house from 10 years ago that I never did. And then I'm like, okay, well, then I start to feel guilt as well. Like so on both ends yeah. of the spectrum, that guilt can hit you. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Or remorse for me, I guess. Yeah. And so, um, and so, that, so at that point then, um, one, one place, one place to look at that. Um, I would, I haven't prepared this one, but one place that I might look for that would be, uh, I have to say over the years, um, even though I've never been through it because I've never been an addict of that sort of thing. Um, I have, have taken a bit of material from the 10, from the 10 step program over the years. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in there that's actually useful for general life. And, um, I don't think this was one of them, but certainly things like, like how to deal with that. Like when you do feel guilty about something or shame, then your choices for dealing with that. So you either let it consume you so you're less likely to do any of it or you just um, or you just say, OK, I feel guilty. Big deal. I can feel sorry for myself or I can sort it out. And so you've got a, and so that's just like a, that's just like a dragon you've got to kill really to, to get forward. Um, what got me into the other corner there? And I'll say that helped me is um, especially because I was teaching and doing more and sort of talking to people about that. I always wanted um, to be able to um, say to somebody, if anybody asked me, what have you done lately? And that's I think that's one of the things that's driven me to get to become more product orientated is that saying, yeah, I've been doing this for a long time now. But what have I got to show for it? If somebody says, what have you done lately? What's the last release I can show that I can show them? And the first time I thought that, I think it was about seven years old, my last release. 
And I looked at it and I thought, actually, that's too long. So that's why at that point I made it a, I made it an effort to get an album out. And so I've at least got something. The flip side of this, and my problem here then is uh, I probably go too far the other way to the point where I'm stopping things from making money like they should. But at least I'm getting a back catalogue and I can point towards it so that if somebody looks me up and looks at my back catalogue, they can see that I actually have stuff that shows I mean business. I think that <laughs> I think that goes to your back to your um, grid, uh, Carrie, that, that you mm. were showing us there that, you know, f- trying to find that, you know, if you're more if you're like like me. And I think, Carrie, I think you and I are more, a little bit more like than I probably realized until just now. <laughs> that we like to kind of be kind of fluid and kind of go with, because we are creatives and we don't, you know, the creativity has to kind of flow and blah, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. And the idea of like nailing it down to something really, really hard. Like I'm going to release that album on October 1st. I'm just throwing something out there. I -hmm. think it feels kind of counter intuitive. And I know for me, I have very, very high anxiety. So just the word deadline immediately starts to get my heart Mm -hmm. like, palpitating a little bit and I start to get like I start to sweat a little bit mm-hmm. um so you know ease finding a way to sort of like easing <laughs> yourself into yeah. that upper corner you know in a way that works for you and I think that that is the big I think it's kind of what we're saying here is like yeah. you have to find a way that works for you some people will be like they'll write the list they'll go down they will check it off and boom 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 and it will be done in three weeks and boom and other people you know uh you know get really sidelined by uh, unexpected things that, that that come up and they don't know how to either work around those things. I'll give you an example. I don't know something I don't know how to work around and maybe Carrie, you're really smart. Joe, you're really smart. Maybe you guys help me out. Um, I have been trying to release this song for months. It's done. It's in the can. It's recorded. It's mastered. It's all done. What is holding me up is I hired somebody on Fiverr to do the artwork and this person has vanished. And I didn't pay them a small amount of money. I paid them my entire budget. So going and hiring somebody else is not like really an option. So well, I could release the song, which is my picture, which I think is a mistake. We talked about perfectionism last week. Mm-hmm. I and I don't I don't think I'm being a perfectionist. Like I think it's just like we released Acid Queens and the artwork was a big part of that. And it's one of those yeah. things that you can show mm-hmm. and it gets people's attention. I think it's really important. I don't think it's something I should I should, you know, kind of like so I'm so I'm like I've been between a shit and a stink mm-hmm. on this song. It's done. I want to release it. It's a good song. It's actually very <clears> timely. I think if the song came out right now, I think people would kind of like be like, yeah, the song has a, like a kind of positive message for what's happening in the world right now and everything. But I, I'm like, oh, I'm like stuck. So what do you do when shit like that happens? And how do well, I so improvise my way around that? So your, so, so your art guy um, took your money up front and then um, ran for the hills. Right, right. Even Fiverr is like going like, uh, this person is not responding to you, you know, do you want to lodge a complaint? And so I'm to the point where I hate doing that, you know, because I'm, I'm in business too and I'm an entrepreneur well, and yeah. I hate to do that, but I'm going to have to lodge some kind of complaint because I need the money because I get to hire somebody else to get this damn thing done. And it's like, we're, t- we're coming into the last three months of the year now and I and I wanted to, and I have another song in the on? can that I want to put out that I can't because I'm trying to do them, you know, uh Yeah. So you said this has been months. There. It's been more than like a week or two, right? Would you say? 
He said this has been months. It's been more than a oh, week no, or two that he hasn't like replied to this you. Is, this has been since May. Yeah, well, seriously. To hell with that guy. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, even, you know, you're supposed to do a job if you've been re- – if he had, he didn't do a job and do it half, half to what your expectations. He didn't do it at all. So file the complaint, get the money back, find someone else who's willing to work for that money. No, that's yeah. You, you can't you can't run a business like that. If he hasn't, if if he if he if he signed a contract with you by taking your money and then didn't deliver, then he's in breach of contract. Screw him. Right. Okay. All right. I, I guess I just have to do that. Yeah. Um. You know. So, but it's just stuff like that. You know what I mean? That, that trips me up. You know, like what did you say, Carrie? Outside, I wrote it down. External forces will come into play. This is like an external force that came into yeah. play and it sidelined me. And you know, and also, you know, I think a lot. Of, I think I'm in the same boat as a lot of folks right now, struggling financially uh, mm. with things, and I don't really have a lot of money to throw well, at you, things that I want need, to. You, well, one thing here is, um, I mean, this is one thing where we said about how um, the structure people would have a contingency. So that whenever you, especially if, it's, if you're relying on someone you've never dealt before, you should probably have a plan B of some kind. Now, you, you mentioned your plan B was a picture you do have. What is that picture? I don't know what you mean. Did you did you did you, you say you had your own you picture? You no, I said I could just put a picture of myself on up there for the song, but I don't think that that's. Is this is this the peace in the valley thing that you were yeah, doing? Yeah. Yeah. It can't be me. That's not. It's not not going to be right. It for the can song. be you, or or you can go back to the Death Valley thing that we talked about before, or yeah. just something. But uh, I think you're at the point now where being screwed by a cover artist, holding up your entire platform. That's that's no way to run a bit. You can't. You, that can't go on. You've got to get. You've got to get it out somehow. You can always re-release it later if you're. I to, might but. release. I might just draw a cartoon or something. Might stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> or just have something with lettering but um but yeah i mean like i mean i mean part of the thing here is that you've got to this point in the first place by letting that guy do that so yeah, yeah. make that complaint yeah i'm gonna have to do it and uh um yeah and then you know i got hit with a couple of things on the road the other thing i don't want to get into because it doesn't have anything to do with our topic but that's an example of the kind of thing that seems like and i i don't think i'm alone I think that things like this crop up during your project all the time. You know, I think mm. all of us have these experiences where somebody doesn't come through or something doesn't work the way you want it to work or, you know, you had budgeted for something, but then your kid mm. got sick and you needed the money. You know what I mean? And now that, you know, you know, whatever. I'm just so yeah. my, my that tends to blow me out. Like when stuff like that happens, mm. I get completely deflated. I get completely like, well, screw it. Like this sucks. I'm done. I get really pissed off, um, and I guess oh, that's quick. my personality problem. I right, quick question: <laughs> the dragon your artwork guy, <laughs> your, your artwork guy, you paid. What was his deadline? Um, I forget. I don't have it in front of me. It's on Fiverr. But yeah, but you, but you gave him a day like, deadline, and he missed it. Yeah, so they when never he missed back to me, like no, there was no, there was no nothing. I've been, commu- I've been, it's like, how can I explain it? Like, they never. 
they were well Fiverr gives you deadline it's supposed to be completed in you know five to right. days or seven yeah. days or whatever you know and then there was a mix up and I she got back to me and said well now you know it's a girl she got back to me and said oh I, something happened I'm so sorry you know can we extend it for you know another week I'm like okay that's fine okay. and I and so that but then nothing it's been weeks and I keep on messaging like can I get like some kind of preliminary sketch can you show me something in progress like I need to know something and nobody's getting back to me and so now that's I'm gonna have to I'm right. just gonna have to go to Fiverr and be like this person like vanished on me and I yeah. didn't need to do something no yes you do and um it should not have gone that far i mean like that missing the deadline first of all that's you'd be nice about it but it's strike one and um and you'd be now the second time you extend the deadline the second deadline's missed then you can still be fairly civil about it i get it i get how it works but it's still strike two when strike three happens, that's yeah. when you can. That's when you get nasty. Thank God for baseball. We would never know this three strikes in a round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think one of the things I I really like is that Lou, even though it took them so long, you said, "Hey, show me some progress." Now, if they can't show you progress, like even if the deadline was seven days from day one, and it was seven days, and it was a strike one coming, you know what I mean? then ask for some progress. And if they, if that progress isn't being shown, then that's not even a foul ball. That's a complete strike. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, foul ball, you get, you get four of those, you know what yeah. I mean? Show me some progress. Oh, that's not quite what I wanted. Okay. Foul two. Mm. Let's move on. Yeah. But like completely like not replying, that's like a hard strike. It's like, mm. I paid you already. Why aren't you replying? Yeah, I'm going to, when we get off the call, I'm going to go ahead and just go to Fiverr and be like, look, this person's disappeared. Let's, you know, whatever you got to do to like, you know, get my money and then apply it to another thing. Let's move on from this though, because there's something that, God, I really, I want to get this out and then we'll follow you. So one of the things I noticed is with Lou, it's like how people are not quite meeting what he was trying to do and his expectations at Mm -hmm. the time and bringing people into the equation of meeting deadlines in that way. Mine is actually the opposite. Since I'm far right, far right top Mm -hmm. on that um, grid. Yeah. Mine's the opposite. Like I want to sit down and I want to break it down and start moving and move from point A to point B with no interruptions. And the second I don't, I can't set my boundaries or, and, and have the balance of bouncing in and out of that for family, friends, this or that, I get sidetracked. So mine is like the people part of it and having other responsibilities and other people's interaction affect those two quadrants in different ways. Um, uh, Here's what I've discovered Mm. in terms of the people factor. Um, And I'm not saying that this is an issue for you, Joe. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, But with my other gig... I had to learn to let each person be an expert in what it was that they were doing. And if they, you know, you heard the old expression, you know, if they do it 80% as well as you, and sometimes I find with 70% that it's okay, that it's totally, it's still good. It's fine. They, they're going to bring their own little way of doing it. So some of it is like letting go a little bit of that, um, 
you know, but I, you know, in comparison, like I would never continue with an employee at my car uh, repair business who didn't show up for work. And that's essentially what this person did. They didn't show up for work. Um, So I don't know why in my mind I'm not equating the two things because I'm just being like, I'm, it's it's stupid. Now that I say it out loud, I realize how, Mm. how dumb that is. Um, So we're dealing with, dealing with people. They're not always going to do, but as long as they do show up, you know, and they are, they do it pretty good. There's an ask, there's an aspect where you have to kind of let people have that leeway to kind of, because either then, because you know, you can't do it all yourself. You can know you that you can't. And, and so you know that other people are going to bring, they're going to bring their sort of spin to it, their interpretation of it. And you have to kind of just be okay with that or you're going to lose your mind. Um, so, you know, it's the same way. Like I hired an assistant for the first time in 20 years uh, last year. And she does things a little bit different in terms of how she did. And you know what? I had to shut my mouth. I just learned to just zip it because I look at the result. And she's actually better than I was. Like way mm. better with situations than, than, than I was. So I just shut up. Um, so there's, there's, there is a, but that's why we are, why that's Joe, Carrie, me. That's why we're the boss because, and our job is to simply steer the ship and let everybody, you know, somebody gave me the, and I don't know if you guys are Star Trek fans or not, but you know, somebody one time talked about how like Kirk doesn't run down to the, to engineering and tell Scotty how he wants him to fix the engines. He just gets on the presses the button and says, Scotty, I need warp speed. You know, he doesn't tell Chekhov how to fire the phasers. You know what I mean? He tells Chekhov, we need phasers and photon torpedoes. Yeah, that's blow up now. Yeah, cl- kill those Klingons. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> so that's all he does. And that's what we're basically doing is we've got to be able to let go. The problem is if Scott, he isn't, is, is it, is it 10 forward and he's not at the, at the engineering room when you need warp speed, that's what my situation is right now. <laughs> so with that, you that's when you have to, to make a change. Phasers and they're firing pillows. At yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so you have to, uh, so, so we're just to steer the ship. Okay. Um, and let the experts do what they expertly do. I'm not an artist. I'm terrible. I couldn't draw, you know, um, but so I have to rely on other folks and, you know, this goes back to our thing on building a team. Um, so if you're, if that's come, coming or if like, fam, or, and I understand too, like personal things happen, Joe, you have a, you have, you have a family and everything like that. So does Carrie and so, and Carrie's come on and said, Hey guys, I can't do it this week. You know, I've got a family mm-hmm. thing or whatever. So, you know, we need to be able to all be able to sort of improvise around that and go like, okay, mm-hmm. so that deadline isn't going to be Wednesday this week. It's going to be Monday of next week because my kid mm. needed me to do blah, right. blah, blah, blah. And it, you have to be kind of like, okay with that. Remember, you're the boss. So if you tell, you guys got to tell the team, like, look, you know, my kid, you know, we all know kids, families, that, that has to come first. I had to do this thing. And the trick is to not, and this is, I'm preaching to myself too, allow that to completely stop you. 
completely derail right. you because it's like, but damn it, I wanted it done on Friday. God, oh, this is impossible. And I get like that too sometimes because I've yeah. been told that. And I think a lot of marketing and business gurus really kind of whip that into you. I don't know if you watch Gary Vaynerchuk or not, but he's really like, if you're not working 30 hours a day, you don't care about your business, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> like, that's just like, come on. I understand, like, yeah, that's hyperbole. So we have to differentiate that from reality. So I'm I'm preaching to myself here as well as so to just like okay so that thing didn't go right this person I wanted to get the song released you know three months ago it didn't happen oh, I I the ship ran up on the shore stop let's get the thing fixed you know and if it takes a week or two to to get it together then that's what it takes and not be so like caught up in the fact that this went bad and throw wringing your hands and throwing your hands up yeah, just start again yeah so that's what i have to do i just got to go okay this was screw, total screw up <laughs> let's <laughs> let's let's start you know learn. we'll start again instead of like sitting here flogging myself and wringing my hands and being upset and going i don't know what to do um but I get, I'm I'm just guilty of that as anybody else, though. Uh, getting back to the de- what we said about deadlines, there, um, we're using the example of that's when this record is going to be released. That is an overall deadline. Are there any other smaller deadlines that you set leading up to that? Um, I and I, I think there's you, there's little deadlines you need to be setting. I wanted to get to this um, that you're setting all along the way, and um, I've had different people say, you know, start from the end and work your way backwards. Say, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we talked about our album release kind of like platform many times on here. So say the album is going to be released, you know, in October. The previous October, how does it start? You know what I mean? So you work your way backwards. You know, blah. You know, you know. The day before the album's released, what happens? A week before the album release, what needs to be done? Two weeks before, blah blah blah. So so on and so forth. Um, and so you would probably have tasks like when's the mixing's got to be done by this point. Artwork has to be done by this point. Uh, you know, whatever marketing has to be. The funnel, Joe, has to be in place by such and such date, so that when the album comes out, everything is ready to go, and we can press the button and just and just make it um, work. So those are all like little milestones that you're going to be hit, having to hit along the way. And I do think those things, for the most part, need hard dates. Yeah, uh, as much as possible. I mean, like if you're like me and Carrie. And we like to be a little more journey oriented, a little more improvised. We might say, um, okay, but you know, by the second week in October, we gotta make sure we have the funnel in place. You know, I'm not gonna hold hold it to October thirteenth at two thirty PM, but I'm gonna say by mid October we wanna have the funnel in place. Or by mid August I wanna have the mixing done. Um, you know, th- th- things like that. I mean, maybe that I think having a hard deadline, um, if you're dealing with the public can be really effective. I am listen I, I forget who I was listening to. I'm listening to one of those people that did promote the teach how to promote music. I can't, remember. it might've been Damien keys. Might've been somebody saying that like, what's, what is more powerful when dealing with the public is to say my, the album is going to be released October 1st. That's more powerful for the public. That's something that they can kind of, and then you can put that in your marketing. So having a hard deadline like that for something like that, but I would say, don't do, don't make that deadline until you know that you've already dealt with the problem with the artist. You've already got, you know what I mean? The mixing is in the can, The you know what I mean? And then you set that out far enough so that you know that 
pretty sure nothing's going to get in the way of releasing that album because all the parts are either either everything is done or it's like so close that you can really make that assumption. That's my opinion on it. Uh, you guys jump in. I would venture to say that you, as long as you're trying to make the deadline realistic where you think you have enough time and you push it out to where you can meet those other miniature um, milestones, mm-hmm. they go ahead and set it. Because it's like the iPhone, you know, you got people sitting there waiting for the next iPhone to come out. Apple actually tells you months in advance when the next iPhone is going to come out so they can build up the buzz on it. But if you're if you're an indie musician or, you know, you're just starting out as an entrepreneur, I would venture to say if for some reason you have to push that deadline back a little bit, um, most likely your audience isn't big enough to where they're going to have a fit if you miss that deadline and it'll give you practice for like realizing, okay, well, I forgot I need this step. And okay, now I know that this could happen. If, if I do that at this time, maybe I should do this first. So eventually after like the second or third song or album per se, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get better and better and you're going to get closer to meeting your deadline on time. Um, and your audience is going to grow and then it's going to be a bigger problem if you don't meet your deadline because you've got more people watching you at this at the same time so i would say you know set that deadline work towards that deadline and while you're growing if you don't quite meet it i'm sure your audience is going to be a little bit more forgiving than later on once you have like the third or fourth album well instead of 100 people you've got 10,000 people following i mean everyone knows that shit happens yeah. So, um, I mean, I mean, I mean, part of this again comes back to um, how you plan for that. I mean, we talked about contingencies. I mean, there's one school of thought that Plan B distracts from Plan A, so you should never have contingency plans. But that, but the the thing is, not everything's under your control. It might be somebody lets you down, something else happens. So at that point, you're going to have to say, "All right, that happened. That sucked. Here's what we do about it." Um, I think. Um... I had a mentor say this many years ago, and I think that this is like I always come back to this. He said, like a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, et cetera, are very good things to have in place as long as they support your plan A. So, so in other words, like what he was telling people was like, don't go to college to get a biology degree in case your music career doesn't work out. Like that's not biology doesn't have anything to do with music. You would, you know, a plan B might be you as you're writing your you're writing and recording music, you put into place a teaching program. So you teach music. So you're still it is still related. It supports, um, you know, your music career as opposed to something that's completely, completely unrelated. So I think that that is when you're going in with contingency plans, especially when you've got a lot of moving parts. You one of the things is make sure the people you're dealing with are reliable and can do the job. If you have, if you're if you have other people that you're working on, and we all do, right? No, I don't think I care, Carrie. I think you play around with mastering your own records and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people won't don't don't do stuff like that. I don't even like to mix, you know. So I'm like working with other people with doing that, and I kind of know who can do it quick and who can do it right and who can do it, you know, uh, etc. So 
that all comes from kind of experience. So you can't be too, I, I'm telling myself, don't be too hard on myself. Don't be too hard on yourself. If things go out of, out of whack and kind of be prepared, expect the unexpected in a way, because it, I mean, look at, you know, look at big Hollywood releases that, that, that have been like delayed, you know, uh, th- that happens all the time. So it's like people aren't, but I think that if you can, have you, you want to have it together. I think that there is something very powerful in saying the album will be released on October 1st and you actually release it on October 1st. I think there's something powerful in that. Even if you have a fan base of 20 people, you know, like I think yeah. that that is, and I think it also gets, sets you up in your mind for success because meeting a deadline is kind of a success, isn't it? Yeah. I got that done on October 1st. Check it out, man. Like, it's a point of, like, patting yourself on the back and feeling really good mm-hmm. that that gets done. And I think it gives you, and some of the articles that the three of us were sharing this morning about mm-hmm. this, one of the things a lot of people said was it does give you that momentum. So you get some little thing done. Right. Then you feel like, then you feel kind of propelled or kind of excited. Oh, I got that little thing done. I wonder if I could get this thing done. And, like, kind of... And, and I just want to say something before we run out of time here. Um, write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down, <laughs> write it down. Because when you write it down and you sit, so in other words, if you're going to release that album on October 1st, write down what you need to be doing the month before or the week before and have that in front of you. Because if you don't, it's very easy to forget stuff. You're not, it's not even about being lazy. It's just that like we all have lives. Joe and Carrie both have families. I have a whole, I have another business that drives me absolutely insane and distracts me a lot. If I don't, if I, when I go through periods where I stop writing things down, everything gets really screwy. You know, and what I mean by writing it down, Joe, um, I'm not talking about like some grand plan. You know, I'm talking about like what has to get done this week. You know, right. I, I know on Friday, I know I want this to be done. So what are the five things I need to be doing that week to get it done? Not some like that's what I, what I mean by writing it down. It's not necessarily some, you know, five year business plan, but just like what has to happen in order to keep this this thing moving forward. So the likelihood of this being done it, it, it becomes a lot higher. So, um, and, and you can't, you can right, Joe, you can provide, you can sort of sec, you can sort of guess other things that could come into play. And if certain things come into play all the time, like family, or like in my case, my other business, I may, maybe I need to start thinking like, okay, I know there's a high likelihood that there'll be some fire I need to put out. Right. <laughs> so how am I going to deal with that and get my head kind of like ready for that, what would you say about that? <laughs> I struggled with this for a long time, and to admit, I sometimes still do. I, like I said, I like to sit down and focus on exactly what I'm working on at the time that I set aside to work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to adjust and realize that when something comes up with family or something comes up with a client contacting me or whatever it is, and I can't 100% focus on that, um, I have to adjust. I have to, you know, bounce out to the thing. If it's, if the pri- if it's a strong priority and it has to be done now, I have to bounce out, take care of that and then come back. Um, which means taking some notes. It means adjusting my schedule. It means being flexible enough to work from 5 PM to 11 PM instead of working 10 AM to 6 PM. Like I like to, 
Um, there's for me, because I work from home, there's a lot of flexibility I have to put in place and I have to be okay with that. Um, one of the things I want to say though, is, uh, coming back to what we said earlier, you know, on missing that deadline, I try not to miss the deadline, but like, if it's your very first song and you don't know, like, I have to, you know, I have to do this, then this, then this, then this, even with all the research, you don't know that remastering has to be done. Like I would never know that, you know, then that's when you have to adjust for your first time, your first time doing a song and you have to be flexible, but you still have to have that deadline there so that your goals are reality can become a reality. If it's not written down, it's not given a deadline. Chances are it's not going to happen because you don't have the chance to work up to that thing. You didn't know needed done. You know what I mean? I, I got to tell you too. There's something, and maybe the two you can contest this. There's something very satisfying about having that thing written down and then getting out oh, that yeah. pen and crossing mm-hmm. that mother effer well, off. Like, yes, I did that. You know, and um, so I think that that is a, and like I said, we're not talking about some big business plan. Just like the. The five tasks that got to get done this week, even if you start, I mean, just to get in the habit of it, even if you just write down, just start making little lists, like before you go to bed at night of a few things you want to get done, a couple things you want to get done tomorrow, and then just cross those things. I think you start to kind of, you kind of get like into it, I think, if you do that. Yeah. So one of the things I learned with a list this week um, is that, you know, sitting down before you go to bed and doing a brain dump, just writing down all the things that you didn't get done and the things you want to do is not a list. Um, that is you dumping things out of your head and relieving your head so you can go to sleep. Okay. The next goal is when you get up in the morning, you prioritize that brain dump and figure out out of those things, what do you need to do today? What should you not do today? And maybe you can give to someone else and so forth. And then from there, okay, I know these five things I need to do today. No matter what comes up, no matter what happens, before I go to bed and I do my next brain dump, I need these things off my brain and I need these things done. And it's a small, minute task that is related to that bigger task down the road that you created a deadline for. Does that make sense? I think that is a great um, like technique. Why not? I'm up for it. I mean, And as far as a contingency plan, as far as a plan A, B, C, Um, one of the things I want to say is that, you know, while you're out there, like, I'm going to use you an example, Lou. Okay. While you're out there searching for someone to do the artwork for your album, you probably saw two or three other people. You were like, eh, maybe, you know, maybe those, maybe those people, um, well, that's your, your plan B and C, you know, just keep, keep that person's profile, keep that person's, um, link so that if this other person doesn't pan out you can go ahead and go to plan b you know within a certain time period so i mean so in other words so like a strategy maybe then and we're not we did talk about hiring uh, people is maybe to go on fiverr and pick like your top three or five mm -hmm. people that you would want to work with give the first one a shot see what happens if it's not working then you've got these other ones that's a good point yeah and while um, you're there, it's not going to take a lot of no, no, no. Brain you are, well, power. you've already perused them. You know right. what I mean? You can, add, I think, as you can star them, or there's something there where you can kind of like come back to carry. Yeah, stuff. and 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 yeah, and insist on deadlines. I mean, what you've described there with that process, um, 
Uh, we've done it when we've had, um, well, when we do the jewellery, we've had suppliers who've not come through. Um, and if they don't come through on time when they said they're going to, then we cancel the order and we get it from someone else. And we'll say, and, and they'll come back and they'll say, oh, um, and often they'll come back with some little thing like, um, we'll let you keep it for free. Like, we'll give you it back. Uh, this, that, and then are you sure you don't want to wait for a return? They'll try and string you along for as, as possible. Right. And when, you, and, and, when you've, and when you've had that happen to you a few times, then it's, it's like Charlie Brown kicking the football. <laughs> Sooner or later, you just <laughs> stop taking it. <laughs> like, um, and, so, and so you're just sort of, sort of like, I've heard this so many times now. So that in the end, you end up with a policy of, look, if you say it's going to be there by a certain date and it is not there by a certain date, we're at the point now where, right, we cancel the order and we're going elsewhere. Yeah. You have and, to, you and, have it's, to just, and it's tough, okay. but you just have to do it. I, I think, too, that um, this is something that um, everybody kind of gets to. And I've. I would put up with less of this with the podcasting side of things, but I'm not, I'm still, and as much as I've been preaching about it all these years, I still don't treat the actual making music and putting out music in the same way. I still look at that as my, in my mind and please nobody, this is just this. And I, I would admit this as a flaw in my thinking. I treat it as a kind of frivolous thing and I should not. I need to treat it as seriously as I treat everything else. You know, if I had an assistant working for me who wasn't getting the podcasts, you know, out to the places and stuff, I'd be like, hey, dude, we're not going to be able to work together. You know, I don't have that problem. But I'm saying, you know, so I would be treating it like that. So I need to treat this stuff. And that's why sometimes you'll meet, you'll deal with different people that have very strict kind of rules. It's because long time ago, they went through what we're talking about right now. Mm. They went through a situation yeah. where they waited on something. They were trying to like be sympathetic or whatever. And they just ended up screwing themselves. You know, I know, I know coaches and teachers that like, they don't give makeups. Your lesson is at this time, it is your responsibility to be there. You pay for the month mm. and you don't show up. Sorry. That, 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 you know, you know, it's like college tuition though. I was explained to me, like, you know, we, you pay college tuition, whether you go to the class or not, you pay the tuition that's on you. Um, so like if you're sick one day that you don't, you don't go down to the Dean's office and say, Hey, I want my money back for that day. That, that, that doesn't happen. Um, so I think as we go along and as we start to treat this like a business, we have to sort of start putting some of these kind of rules for ourselves and for the people that we work with kind of in place, hold those people to like a professional standard. I mean, that's another thing that in some of these articles where I was researching on deadlines is it does make you more professional. And I think it, it increases your, um, uh, your, the thought process or your mindset. That's the word I want that you are a professional when you do Set deadlines for yourself and keep them, and expect other people that you're working with to commit uh, to to commit and set and uh, meet deadlines. Right? Yeah. Is that how you guys? Would and, look if you, at and, it? And, it, and if you can't meet that deadline, don't set it. Yeah. Wait till you can set it. That's why. That's yeah. why I was saying, like, we'll set another deadline. Like, okay, the yeah. the, the song is going to be. I want to. I want to set a deadline for the release release of the song, but I haven't recorded any of the tracks yet. Okay, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's set a deadline for recording the tracks first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, before yeah. we say, I mean, yeah. I'm going to release a song. You know, is it recorded? Is it written? <laughs> and what what you said there about that motivation thing about stopping it being just a frivolous thing. Well, I told you like the mantra that I came up with is what have you done lately? And that sort of like, I, I, I don't have it like physically printed on the wall, but I might as well have. Because I always come back to that whenever I look at what I've done and realise my last release was however long ago. Yeah. 
And like, another similar one, um, and it's another famous quote it's by Quincy Jones. Great producer, and obviously he started out as a big jazz guy. Oh, yeah. So, he prob- so I don't know, but he probably started out with that improvis- improvisational mentality as well because he came from jazz. But his one was, my biggest fear was not being ready for, a, for an opportunity when it arises. So, and and he's, pretty much every interview I've seen with Quincy Jones, he's said some variation of that quote. So it has to be his personal mantra. Yeah. What and have, um, yep. what have you done? And that's lately? what he did. That made sure that his, his personal deadline there, even if he couldn't see what he was doing something for, it was for that day when someone would come along and say, do you want to do this? Because he knew that if that day came and they, they gave him that opportunity to do that job and he wasn't ready to do it at that point, then it would go, it would go off to somebody else and he would never see it again. And that's what drove him. Okay. Um, final uh, thoughts. Because I think that we, I think we hit some good stuff on here, and so if, yeah, I think those of you who are listening, you are like kind of afraid of this subject or feel like pressured by it, like me for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that we kind of like helped you kind of like get your mind around this because it sounds kind of scary. I think that it does a little bit. So I hope that we were able to kind of like it, it like sort of inspire you to take the deadline thing seriously and realize that there are more than one way there's more than one way of applying it and using it um go ahead joe carrie any final thoughts uh <laughs> I, <love this. laughs> I, think, I think we kind of said it really <laughs> okay all right uh, do, yeah joe, what, have you, what have you done lately, what that's have you my done lately? yeah i think yeah. that's a great thing i might write that down and stick it right here uh in the studio <laughs> what have i done what have you done lately you know get it done uh what do you mm. what do you got joe anything you want to say before we go no, I think it's important. I like what you said about um, setting smaller deadlines. So, you know, make a list of the tasks towards the bigger thing that you're trying to achieve and only set the deadline for the smaller thing, the thing that's coming next. Um, it might be useful that way for those people who are just getting started on something they haven't done before. It allows them to adjust along yeah. the way. Well, um, I mean, you're good. But if you have, you know, if you've done it before, obviously, you know what needs done, mark it out, set the big deadline, let all your peeps know. So they so they know what's going on. You know, you know, your stuff. Do it. Yep. All right, guys. uh, Another uh, great call here today. Uh, you can find out more information about the, our masterminds and uh, different courses and things we have at lulombardirocks.com. Carrie, how do folks uh, get a hold of you? Uh, kjkmusic.co.uk or mapno.net. Okay. And uh, Joe? Yeah, go ahead and hit me up at lulombardirocks.com. Um, or if you're looking for marketing outside of the music industry, hit me up at orangetreemarketing.com. All right, everybody. Great talk today. Um, I, I feel better. I was really, this is something I've been sweating over. So when I, you know, <laughs> so I'm glad that we, we talked about it. I, I hope, I hope that the audience, hope you guys listening to, mm-hmm. if you have any questions or whatever, the, the, we put the video all over the place. So leave a comment as well. And we can, we'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, take care. We'll catch you all in the next Ludini Rock and Roll mm-hmm. Circus Musicians Mastermind. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.